This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer, it's Thursday, we've got stuff to talk about And I don't want to waste any time So let's get right into it Okay Sorry, my, my guys, I am so scatterbrained today. I just had a very fun interview that's going to be coming out in a few weeks. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you're followed, subscribed, whatever they call it these days on all the apps. But today we're going to talk about Miami. We're going to talk about Beverly Hills. And I first have to share some news. And this is not, don't be scared, except uh, I opened up Instagram last night. And what do I see? There's a new podcast. Popping off with Teddy Mellencamp and Emily Simpson. And the the podcast photo is Teddy and Emily in some nice glam, uh, holding mugs that say shit stirrer. Okay. Um, so, so this is the latest podcast on the, I guess, now like mini network within iHeart that is Two T's Presents. So... Okay, so two T's in a pod. At this point, sure. It's a it's a, a titan of the industry. And then Tamara's got a traders podcast, Talking Traders with Tamara Judge. I assume that's a limited series. Fine. But then we have two Jersey Jays with Jackie Goldschneider and Jennifer Fessler. And you know what? Sure. I like both of them. I don't I don't know how their podcast is. I haven't listened, if I'm honest. Fine. It's cute. And then we have I Por Favor with Alexia and Marisol. Again, they're they're really they're sticking with the concept here. But this is where I have to draw the line because in the last two weeks, we have gotten two new shows on the, the two T's presents family. And these are, I don't think I talked about this last week. The Eds with Eddie Judge. And Teddy's husband, Ed, Edwin Ariave, and then this popping off with with Teddy and Emily, and I just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what is the what is the point? <laughs> and I I don't I don't just want to be a hater, but I I don't <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. So. I, I I don't know. And Teddy said it's not going to be all Bravo because somebody asked, you know, what the difference was between this and two T's. And the first episode that they put out is a Vanderpump Rules recap. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do we need Emily Simpson's takes on Vanderpump Rules? I like Emily now. I think she's good on Housewives these days. <laughs> but I just I, I wonder what we're doing here. 
I'm glad that Teddy is staying busy. I wish I wish all the best for her. But I'm just wondering, like, where where do we go from here? What's next on Two T's Presents? Are we going to get like Mia and and Wendy? Cackling? Are we going to get like a a Salt Lake? It feels like Salt Lake would be next. I mean, like bad weather, bad weather, babes. <laughs> I just, I just don't know. I feel like we're, we're journeying down a path that is getting a little out of hand. And I, I, again, I want the best for everyone involved, but oh boy. But let's get into, let's get into the episodes that we have before us today, because there is a lot to talk about. Uh, we have two trips happening uh, in two different Spanish speaking countries. And somehow both of these groups of women are are praying at a church. <laughs> this is not something I expected to have a crossover moment about between Beverly Hills and Miami. But yes, they are both they are both going to the chapel to pray for uh, for everyone in their group. Uh, to mixed effect, to mixed effect, I would say. We start Beverly Hills. We're still in Barcelona. Crystal is still in the midst of her medical emergency. Anna Marie, you know, really, really just wants to 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 show off her skills. And she's like, she's like, well, her blood pressure might be high, and I don't want her to like stroke out or whatever. And it's like, Anna Marie, read the room. Crystal is hyperventilating in the back of a van, being hauled off in an ambulance. She doesn't want to hear you speculate about how maybe she's gonna stroke out. Is that is that the bedside manner that you want from your nurse anesthetist? I just and then she's like, obviously, at a certain point, production intervenes where they're like, okay, we're we're like calling an ambulance. This isn't like, this isn't the amazing race where it's like your job to to get yourself out of this situation. So they call the ambulance. They, they're they taking her off. And Anna Marie's like, okay, I can come with you. And they're like, no, actually, we're going to send Gavin. I just, I feel like Anna Marie kind of can't win. And they're like, well, Erica's like, well, I, I really think this whole thing is behind you now because I just can't imagine that Crystal is still going to have an issue with you after you uh, saved her life, did whatever, helped out, offered to help out. And like, yeah, but at the same time, Anna Marie, you know, saying that her blood pressure might be high doesn't mean that she can't also be an asshole sometimes. I just, oh God. By the way, Anna Marie was on watch what happens live last night. I think it was her first time, maybe her second. And they asked about, Andy asked about the American society of anesthesiologists post. Um, and you know, she still is on her soapbox about how it was, it was a problem and the whole, it all just boils down to the fact that the ASA doesn't like CRNAs, which is the, the nurse anesthetist um, thing. And that her, the American society of, of, of nurse anesthetists is in full support of her and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, from the beginning, I it goes back to the thing of like, it's not really about that. The reason that this became an issue was not because there was some drama between, between the politics of the different people in the medical community. And I've seen the comments. I've seen the Reddit threads. I understand that this is a real thing in the medical field. And I respect that. And I appreciate that. But it boils back down to how Anna Marie spoke to Sutton, who is not her patient or not in her care whatsoever. Like it, it just is it, it, at that at this point, 
we're not focusing on what the actual issue is. And I, I, I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of talking about it. So let's move on. Crystal gets whisked away. She does have high blood pressure, but she's on the mend. She is going to meet the ladies back at the house. But we go to the church. And this is this episode is one of Erica's all-time performances. And it starts the first little moment that just just tickled me to my core. And this is so random is when they're at the church and everybody's like praying except for Dorit because she's Jewish, which is like, I, yeah, I, the whole group prayer thing, as somebody who has never been religious, I was not raised religious. I don't love like a, a group prayer. I, I think everybody should pray that wants to pray, but it, it makes people that don't want to pray feel a little bit awkward sometimes. And that's just my personal experience. But when Eric is like, Get down on those knees, Anne-Marie. <laughs> Get down on those knees. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50 percent modal. It's lightweight. It's breathable. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot mention to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash mention. 
Erica, of course, is still a little pissed that nobody has apologized to her or, you know, addressed the fact that they uh, were wrong about the earring situation. And it's just like, uh, the earring situation, it just is something where I think Erica just needs to get over it and move on. And I understand, I understand that it is annoying that these bitches cared more when she was down than when she's up. But it's like, yeah, that's how the world works. People move on. People are sick of talking about the earrings. And it's so funny now because now there's this Housewife and the Hustler part two coming out later this month, I guess. I was going to say next month, but now it's February. And Erica is sitting down with some of the victims that were allegedly, I don't know if it's alleged anymore, that were um, screwed over by her, you know, estranged husband, who is fit to stand trial. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. But it's, it is funny that on the show, on Beverly Hills, Erica is still in her like, see, the court said I didn't do anything wrong. But then now we're getting this ABC News special that, first of all, Erica did not participate in the first one. You know, Housewife and the Hustler part one was like Erica looking bad. And now she's kind of on this like, I don't know, I don't want to like sympathy campaign sounds like really cynical. I I don't necessarily think she's coming from a bad place, but it it is like seeming like she has changed her tune. But when they filmed the show, when they filmed this episode, obviously she is very like, I've been vindicated. So I, I don't know. I, Erica's in an interesting place, but she she really puts on a performance at this dinner that Sutton throws. And the whole like second half of this episode is a little bit strange. And I think that's the thing with Beverly Hills this season. And I've said this before, it feels like there are certain pieces that are really great that I'm really enjoying. And then we'll just kind of, we'll just kind of stop and start. And so it's when we're at lunch and we're at this, you know, restaurant with everybody's trying to figure out how to say rice in Spanish. Like, why Why is them ordering so awkward? It's just, I don't know. But Dorit, of course, brings up to Garcelle once again the kind of disconnect that they've been having this season. And Dorit bringing up that Garcelle called her a Karen. And it's just like, I know the type of person that Dorit is. And I get, I get why she feels like she needs to sort of clear her name in this conversation, but I wish that she could just take a step back and be like, you know what? I don't think this is an argument that is going to benefit me. And definitely in this case, she is a lot more, she has softened to what Garcelle is saying to her. And she has changed her approach a little bit where it doesn't feel like she is pushing back as much on Garcelle's feelings, which I think is important. But she still is kind of putting up her own experience where Garcelle says, you know, I, I'm i sorry that you felt X type of way about what I said, but I feel like you've lived a sheltered life and that you don't truly understand the walk that I've walked and everything that I have gone through to get to where I am. And Dorit at least is willing to say, like, totally hear you, yes, not no. But I do understand, because my dad is Israeli. 
And, you know, I think her, the story that she brings up about, you know, being bullied as a child for being one of very few Jewish people in her town and the fact that they moved because of that, I think it's, it's, it, it, I really like hearing Dorit share that kind of story about her life because I don't think we've always gotten a lot of real information about Dorit's past. I mean, the whole thing is like, the whole joke is that she's like a child of the world and she's, you know, from Connecticut, but really from Italy, from Israel, from wherever. But like, I think it's it's tough when you are sharing this information and then you're in response to what Garcelle is saying and you're saying it's not to compare, it doesn't, whatever. But I've been there too. It just, I wish that we would get that side of Dorit when it wasn't, in response to somebody feeling like she's saying insensitive things or using microaggressions or making somebody feel like she doesn't understand the concept of privilege. Like I wish that I wish that those two things could be separate for her. And I don't know, you know, I kind of just at this point, it's like, I, I, I'm glad that they are able to, Part in a good place. I, I don't know if there's a, a closeness that needs to happen with Dorit and Garcelle. I don't know if that really feels like it would even make sense. So I kind of feel like we should just a little bit be done. But obviously, if Garcelle feels the need to sort of say her piece, but then it, it wasn't even that. It was Dorit bringing it up. So I don't, you know, I I feel like we're we can put this to bed. But before we, before we go to bed, Sutton's friend Trevor has to come over. And they, they've got to, you know, celebrate the life of Merce and make paella. And this whole, this whole evening is so strange with Trevor and Sutton's other erudite friends, as she calls them. And Erica's like, her whole vibe going into the night where she's like, okay, great. Got to, got to entertain Sutton's, you know, weird hoity-toity friends that she's inviting to this house in Barcelona. Like, I, <laughs> this is one of the more random housewife trip constructions where, like, a lot of the time it's like, oh, like, I feel like we all need to get away. Let's go to Barcelona. Or, like, I feel like it's it's your birthday. Let's go to bar- to this place. Or, you know, I'm working on a business here and come with me and we're gonna, you know, smell the perfume. But... <laughs> So we're in Barcelona for this girl's trip, but also Sutton needs to deal with the ashes of her departed friend. And then there's this whole cast of characters that are invited to the house. And I'm like, do these people all live in Barcelona or have they have they traveled to be here? Like, is this the type of event that people are are flying from other countries to attend? What are we truly doing with the ashes? I I I don't know. I mean, I I enjoy Sutton's um, you know peculiarities. I I I don't know exactly what's going on with her. What are we doing here? But Eric, drunk Erica, like dialing into this zone of knowing all of these fun facts about Beirut. And sharing everything that she's heard. And, oh, yes, I've, I'm familiar with that philosopher. I think that this is such a fascinating side of Erica that we don't 
we don't really see much on the show because even when she was with Tom, even when she was Mrs. Girardi, she wasn't really like we that wasn't really what we were seeing on the show. You know, there would be those moments where Tom was around, but we were never getting like Tom's business dinner that Erica was expected to attend because Tom would have never shared those things on the show. So this feels like a kind of like a like lost facet of Erica that she sort of just like is channeling when she's quite drunk in Barcelona and it's sort of delightful. Like I would love to see this side of her more. I mean, I don't know how we would feasibly see this side of her more on Beverly Hills cuz you know, when when Kyle's having a dinner party, she's not exactly inviting like foreign dignitaries. We're more like getting, you know, sauced up Denise Richards, but I I don't know. It really it really made me smile. And then the the Merce in a Ziploc bag comment. It's just I don't know. She's not wrong. The whole ashes thing. I mean, I I was glad that Sutton articulated, at least to us, that this is also really connected to processing her grief and her feelings about her father. Because it is a little, it's a little deeper than just, you know, this guy who I was friends with. But it it's just it's a little bit strange. And did anyone else okay? Trevor and Sutton's vibe to me was very Capote and the Swans. <laughs> like the the feud season that just premiered last night too. It's like, it's giving a little bit like this Sutton wants to be like this socialite who hangs out with cool artists in like salons in Paris. And that's not really the direction that her life has taken. But hey, she wants to get back to being that girl who was moved to New York when she was 20 something and maybe she'll do it. I would love to get a little bit more like artsy Sutton next season. I think that that would be a fun direction for her to go in, but we'll see. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. 
talking about Beverly Hills, I, I would much rather talk about Miami because I think that this this trip to Mexico City has been such a such a grab bag of feuds and drama and emotions, and I'm I'm crying and I'm laughing and I'm <laughs> I'm you know fastening my seatbelt. It's a lot. We have Lisa. It's like last chance kitchen for her to get a settlement. She's like, it's either settle now or go to the mat on Monday. And I don't think it's in my best interest to go to the mat. I'm stressed for her. And as much as I am like ready kind of to be done hearing about the particulars of the divorce situation, it's also like, I, I, I want you to get what you want. And the thing is, okay, so Lenny calls her at the last minute with this caveat to add to the settlement that she won't, she's not allowed to have a man permanently residing with her. And going back to what she had said prior about the the settlement terms, I'm assuming this means in the house that he is going to buy for her or like whatever situation that he's procuring for her. In that house, she can't have another man living, which, first of all, is still weird and possessive. And I I think that it's like an asshole thing to ask for. But I also think it's like a weird and bad idea that she's going to be living in a house that he is paying for. This is kind of really similar to what Ashley Darby, you know, kind of how she chose to proceed where Michael is like on the deed for the house and can you know they have some like handshake agreement about how much notice he gives before he comes over but i don't think that's legally binding and i just like if you're divorcing this guy who has done you wrong and is so untrustworthy and all of this stuff i just like it makes me feel nervous and bad that this is going to be the situation that she's tied into for just a uh, an undefined amount of time. And she's saying, oh, well, you know, Jody can stay with me for as long as he wants, as long as he has his own place. That's not like a real situation for like grown-up adults in their 40s who are talking about a future together. Like, oh yeah, he keeps an apartment just so he can like, he stays there one night a month so he's not officially a resident at my house. It's like, what? I remember in college, there were like technically rules that you weren't allowed to have somebody like cohabitating in your room. So like they could only stay over like, you know, a certain amount of nights a a week or something. And it's like, we're not in a dorm. You're a, a grown woman with two kids. Go be free. Go live your life, even in a smaller apartment. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm just like, just move into a little like starter home or like a cute little apartment but i just i don't know i think we're we're too far gone unfortunately for that she does sign the settlement and i'm i'm happy for her that that's done clearly the divorce though i i, I guess i'm clueless about divorce proceedings even after watching housewives for all these years cuz i i thought the settlement and the divorce would be kind of like hand in hand but they're i still don't think they're divorced in real time so who knows what's happening there i did I was loving this whole scene that was happening on this boat at the Xochimilco. I think I I might be saying that wrong, but it was it's it's a beautiful 
setting. The boat that they're on is beautiful and um, things are going really well at first until they're not. <laughs> but it's like, it's so funny, the the juxtaposition of seeing how all of these women are like collectively losing patience for hearing about Lenny. Because it's like, okay, she's talking about it in the van because she just got off the phone and that's fine. But now we're in this beautiful setting and she's like, she's getting emotional and she's in the... <laughs> She's in the middle of being like, I just hope that God will blah, 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 blah. And then you just hear like, Margarita! <laughs> Larsa's like, babe, it's been a year. And I hope that Jody doesn't leave you because you would really regret it. Because I don't know any other man that would put up with your shit. And Larsa is like, it's like she's not saying, she's saying the thing that Lisa kind of needs to hear, I think. But the way that she's phrasing it is just so, 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 so. So rough. So rough. And especially when you consider that looking at this group dynamic, Larsa and Lisa are supposed to be besties, kind of. And I feel like this is not the first time, even this season, uh, see her relationship with Kiki, that Larsa is like not actually the best friend. <laughs> she's not like, she's not that ride or die chick who is always going to be there for whatever you need. And in this case, you could say, oh, well, she's kind of telling Lisa what she needs to hear. It's a little bit of tough love. But she's not delivering it in a way that has any of the sensitivity or any of the tenderness that a real ride or die. If if you were that person to Lisa and you felt like I need to get this message across to her because I don't think she's seeing it, you would be bending over backwards to put it in terms that she would be able to accept. And Lars is just like, babe, shut up about Lenny. It's been a year. Jody doesn't want to hear that. Don't call him. <laughs> and like, look, it's good TV. I won't pretend. She's like, you're like a baby. <laughs> oh, God. Larsa, I mean, <laughs> never change. Never change. Then they see these dogs on the shore, and Lisa has already made some some you know off color comments about the houses being depressing or dilapidated or whatever. And Kiki's like on on watch for that because she's like that's like how my family grew up in Haiti. And <laughs> right before things really go left with Lisa and Kiki, we get one more Larsa gem. We're out of nowhere. She just goes. I know a guy who got bit by a dog and his balls look like the shape of a broccoli. <laughs> like, Larsa, who is this man? What are you talking about? <laughs> She's, she truly just marches to the beat of her own kind of delusional, kind of tone deaf drum. And I, I don't know. I mean, earlier this season, I feel like I was so down on Larsa just because of the way she handled the Gertie stuff. And I still think that is like a major topic of concern. And I'm sure it was addressed at the reunion. And I'm a little scared to even see how that went down. But I'm like, Larsa, what the fuck? His balls look like a broccoli. <laughs> but this fight between Kiki and Lisa really, really just spirals out of control. And of course, it's Lisa throwing this food from the boat onto the dogs at the shore. And she's saying, I promise you they get fed worse. They look hungry, X, Y, Z. And Kiki 
in the confession. Okay. What was frustrating to me about this situation is I totally understood where Kiki was coming from. And I thought in the confessional, she did a great job of explaining why she had an issue with what Lisa was saying. But I, I thought that in real time, understandably so, she wasn't as great at getting her point across. So it just really, it felt like it got to level 100 between her and Lisa without kind of that baseline of like, this is why I was upset by what you said. And man, they really just go at it. Because Kiki throws this um, ju- juice box. I don't even know what it was. She throws it at Lisa, you know, they're telling her to sit down. Don't put your finger in my face. Lisa says that Kiki assaulted her. <laughs> it's it's bad. I feel like we rarely see, I mean, obviously Kiki, we haven't seen as much get into situations like that, but I don't even feel like we see Lisa fight like that. And obviously Lisa's very on edge about her emotions and everything that's happened. But damn, I really just, it's spiral. Lisa texting Jody on WhatsApp on her phone with like the big selfie light like clipped onto it while Adriana's doing this prayer. Lord have mercy on this group. We all need some help, some of us more than others. <laughs> oh God, Adriana, leave it to her to just kind of like like sage the air with just messiness. <laughs> I don't know. This this trip to my Mexico City is really it's really delivering. I mean, that first that first fight with with Guardian Larsa, it was a lot. This was a lot. I, I I'm scared for next week. We're gonna see Adriana's pride performance. <sighs> what a time to be alive, truly. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.